0: Welcome to Faith Walking Conversations. In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of Faith Walkers reflect on the topic of kindness. This conversation was originally recorded in October of 2020. We want to remind you that Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. That's www faithwalking.us join this conversation
1: so today i thought we'd talk about kindness and you have a uh, there's a handout uh, if you want to access it and down in the middle of that page is um so I've already told y'all I'm a, I'm a word geek. And so the, the origin of the Greek word for kindness means a softening or a mellowing of something that was once, once harsh and stern. And I, I really like that thought that kindness is the opposite of harshness and sternness, um, and often Christians can be really harsh, and they can be really stern, and and so uh, and and then just reminding myself of all the places where the Scripture talks about kindness. Um, so, one of the evidences of love in the love chapter is love is kind. And that 's powerful uh, in Galatians five, when the scripture talks about the fruit of the spirit, kindness is one of the fruit of the spirit and in Colossians, Paul writes and says, "Clothe yourself with kindness so it 's like a it 's like a coat we put on or a sweater we put on. Uh, we put on kindness and and our kindness softens or mellows our harsh harshness or our sternness. Uh, I got. I was thinking about it. Obviously, I've been thinking about it a lot. And uh, one of one of my early uh, so one of my first churches. I was a youth minister uh, here in the Greater Houston area, and my pastor was not very kind. Sometimes. In fact, he was harsh and stern. Um, and so I, w- I want to connect it to fake walking language in this regard. So he, he would get harsh and stern every time he got anxious. So when his anxiety rose, he got harsh and stern. And, uh, and so I, I just want to connect it to that. I don't think we can be kind or put on kindness unless we are managing our anxiety, unless we recognize it, we, we understand that we're anxious, and, uh, and we calm ourselves so that then we can choose kindness. Now, obviously, it's a gift of the Spirit, so the Spirit helps us, enables us to be kind, but I think also uh, when Paul writes about putting it on like a like a a piece of clothing. It's a choice we make. So we choose to be kind. A lot of different ways to define it. Uh, Kindness means to give ourselves to others in love, even when the other can't give anything in return. And I really like that. So uh, the other uh, scripture passage is in Luke chapter 6, verse 35. And, uh, and I want to read that to you for, from the, uh, uh, the voice translation. And I, I'm actually going to begin with verse 31, because in the, in, the, uh, in the voice, they use kindness in verse 31. Think of the kindness that you wish others would show you, and do the same for them. So in these days with enormous polarization in our country, uh, in these days where of high anxiety uh, with, the, with the pandemic, can we be kind to one another? Can we be kind to those who don't deserve it? Can we be kind to people who are ungrateful? Um, if you wanna be extraordinary, Love your enemies. And do good without restraint. Lend with abandon. Don't expect anything in return. And then you will receive the truly great reward. You'll be the children of the Most High. And and then it, it says this, and here's why. For God is kind. God is kind to the ungrateful, and to those who are wicked. So uh, this, this is my phrase, so be like God. So, <laughs> imit- so imitate God and be truly compassionate the way your Father is. Uh, so kindness is, is, I think, a choice we make empowered by the Spirit of God to choose to put aside our harshness, our sternness, and to, and to be softened and to be mellowed, and uh, then to look for ways to extend mercy to people, to be thoughtful toward people, even when they're unkind to us. And then, of course, I'm constantly captured by Brene Brown uh, and especially here when, when she says clear is kind and being unclear is unkind. So as I mellow and as I soften and as I take on kindness, can I also just be clear and say what's true for me But do that in a really kind sort of way. And I love this little quote from Mother Teresa. Be the living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile. so I wonder what that stirs up for you today. Other than, oh my gosh, there's a whole lot of days I don't want to be kind. <laughs> right? I, I just, and it, for me, connecting it to anxiety and, and just to this idea that, okay, I'm most prone to be unkind when I get anxious. It includes learning to be kind to ourselves. And I asked the question, what needs to change in you so that you can be more kind to yourself? And I, I think that's a, uh, that's a question because sometimes I'm the harshest with me. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I, I have to reflect that I used appropriately <laughs> in, a, in a WhatsApp group that I'm part of, a national WhatsApp group. And um, the situation came up that we needed to talk about there should be another WhatsApp group formed for these particular people. It stirred up a lot of anxiety in the first group to the point that there was something posted that proceeded to shame those of us who felt like we needed separate WhatsApp group for people who want to gather around this purpose, not this one. And um, I, I thought through it all last night and today and I said, it looks like this to me. And I know it's so hard to have a conversation on WhatsApp. We can't get 30 plus people on a Zoom call right now. But I, I just wanted to talk about how important it is to get clarity. And it seems so appropriate to say that thing of clarity is kindness. Yeah. And to bring yeah. that out there to help dissolve some of the anxiety that was being stirred up. And, and some of the anxiety was leading people to too quickly go, oh, I'm so sorry, I apologize, but not really explore the issues that needed to be explored. And it led somebody else to shame those of us who said, well, we had started this group a year ago, you know, and we and we still think it's valid. You know, we right. need to move forward in that. And this right. is why. So it was, you know, I was anxious, but I had to do a lot, you know, some self-calming and to, Really think through what are the issues that I'm looking at Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. can I invite others into that? Let's slow down and just look at this for a bit and and remind ourselves that being clear is really being kind. Mm -hmm. So I was incredibly grateful for all of my faith walking training and community.
3: I have to say on that clear thing, too. I never thought about that, even though I know that's been brought up before being clear you know how that is kindness, because I know how I feel when somebody is not being completely upfront with whether, whether it's their expectations or their feelings i I'd rather address that and and deal with that conversation than go around assuming and having the stories you know churning in my head of what you know what could be, and so yeah. To pre- that,
2: break open the pretense, the imaginary story.
3: Yes, yes.
2: Let's get to the real story. So, and I really needed to break through that, that thing that was shaminess that somebody had put out there that was, well, if you want to form a separate group, that's tantamount. And they gave this story about having two churches on a deserted island. And I thought, I, I don't think this is, is like a church split. I don't think this, that's even the right context. We're not forming two churches we're just having two different
4: groups mm-hmm.
2: so i anyway mm-hmm. i was so grateful for everything i'm practicing in faith walking
1: thank you deborah yeah. courtney
4: yeah i think i think it's really helpful just to draw the the lines between clear and kindness and anxiety because i think for me oftentimes and it's it's like, in order for me to, I'll be like, why can't I just be kind to somebody, you know, and won't really sort of deal with the issue. And to to be able to kind of see my lack of kindness and be like, okay, if it's stirred up by anxiety, what's what's causing anxiety in me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that then is, frees me up to be kind, you know, instead of just fighting against trying to force me being kind. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I don't, you can't really be clear if you're anxious, right? Um, or right. I, I know I can't. So, um, so it's. I think they're pretty heavily linked as well. So that whole idea of, um, in order for me to be clear, or in order for me to be kind, I also have to. I have. Well, I can't be anxious, and because then I can't be clear. Um, is is also helpful? Because I think. I mean, that's that's. There's lots of times in my life when I. I mean, and, and like like Brenda said, we we talked about this whole idea of being clear before, um, and I definitely am someone who isn't very clear oftentimes I kind of like I'm just going to do my own thing and you know figure that all out and you know you can you know you don't you don't control me I can I can figure this stuff out for myself and to realize like to see it differently as not a control issue or being in in charge or you know it's more so how can like practicing kindness in that in that respect but seeing the fact that when I respond out of I want to be in control and people don't even know what's happening is that it's also the way that I'm dealing with my anxiety, obviously. Yes.
1: <clears throat> um, right.
4: So yeah, it's just really nice to kind of put all that um, framework together. So thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what got stood up for me as you were talking, Courtney, was, was the idea of, can I, can I identify that I'm anxious? <clears throat> and, You know, it's going to be next to impossible for me to be kind as long as I'm anxious. And one of the things that helps me with my anxiety is simply to ask myself the question, what what am I being threatened by right here? Because anxiety is always caused by a sense of threat. And so if I can get clear about that, something about the awareness of just, okay, this is what the anxiety, this is what the threat's about. Um, helps me then calm myself. So I just invite you, uh, learn to be aware of anxiety, and then, and then we have to get our thinking going again. And one way to get our thinking going is by asking that question, what, what am I being threatened by here? All right, well, I'm going to divide us into some small groups and let you talk about kindness for about 20 minutes or so, and then we'll come back and debrief what you learned. Okay. What's the hardest thing about being kind?
5: Being kind. (laughs)
1: Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just hard being kind. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd rather be harsh and stern, right?
4: I think one
2: of the things we talked about is that when people are harsh and stern to us, that if we can recognize it's coming out of their anxiety, yep. we don't need to respond so much out of our anxiety because we can see that for some reason they're anxious and that harshness and sternness really isn't personal as much as it is about them. And that can give you a sense to take a step back and a, a breath and maybe reconnect with your own sense of kindness.
1: Beautiful, Tricia. Uh, absolutely. One of the the most helpful pieces for me, folks, is recognizing uh, people are behaving because of their own anxiety, and it's not personal. Just to quit taking things personally, uh, and we do so often. And when we get when when we take it personal, then we get defensive, and then we show up anxious, and then we show up not kind, and it just, you know, then the snowball is rolling, and uh, so, yeah, if we could just identify, yeah, I'm anxious, but also identify, and they're anxious, and so don't take it personal. Great piece of wisdom.
6: Yeah, that's uh, very good, uh, Ken. Uh, one of the things that I found uh, probably more when I was at work, uh, and this is with people on the on on the same grade as I was, but sometimes um, you know outside, is where you're in a situation and people try and uh, put you down and dominate you, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh they will try not that you're trying to usurp anything but they want to say who's boss inverted commas in so many different ways Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you when one chooses to respond in kindness that can often be perceived as weakness and it then ups um how they how they see you uh without going into detail i had a situation uh, in work many many years ago and uh, it would have been nowadays it would have been classified as bullying in mm-hmm. the workplace but there yeah. was there, were, there was nothing in place and of course uh, my perspective at that time was well, my christian you know keep it quiet don't say, you know don't say anything i mean even to the point where other people uh, reported this person to personnel, and I had to go up to personnel and ask if I wanted to take the matter further. So I say, Well, no, I, I'm a Christian, that's just the way it is, da 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 da. But, and that opened up a whole can of worms for me that caught that uh, off anxiety, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when we are trying to uh, be kind, um, it can be seen, it can be perceived as a weakness
1: mm-hmm. by
6: other people.
1: Mm-hmm,
6: yeah. Um, and I struggled with that sometimes.
1: I hear you, John. I hear you. Mm-hmm. My response to that is uh, absolutely true. Uh, but being kind, this is what I believe, folks. I don't believe that being kind means we have to allow ourselves to be walked on.
0: That's right.
1: And and so the clarity for me comes. So clear as kind. And I'm going to be clear about my boundaries. And boundaries are about what's okay and what's not okay. And let me tell you, that isn't okay with me. Now, I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to be harsh or or, or stern. <laughs> but, but I'm also, I'm going to have a boundary and tell you, uh, if you keep doing that, this is going to be the consequence of that and and for me that's all around health and wholeness all around health and wholeness um so that's what got stirred up as you were talking john good thank you for that
5: um ken i was just thinking that i mean this is such an important topic and it's so much bigger than it sounds like uh there's so much depth to it i feel like And I really relate to this personally right now, because I feel like kindness is made out to be like this thing you just, you know, memes, be kind. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I'll be kind. And I don't know about anybody else, but it doesn't work that way for me. Um, And for years, I thought I was a current person and I was, that was one of my highest values. And some things in my life and the growing awareness. Thanks to faith walking. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> a Growing awareness of what's really going on inside me has led me to realize I have, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's depressing sometimes how much I struggle with kindness in certain contexts with everything going on in the world. I'm finding myself a lot angrier, a lot less uh, understanding of different perspectives, at least when they're removed it's easier of course when people are in front of you and then with my um the hardest thing for me has been and you know about this is uh lately is that i have a mother with a severe alzheimer's disease who i'm actually caring for today and i you know it's the whole we don't know what we don't know and we don't really know what's at the root of unkindness and and needing to be um gracious and compassionate to ourselves is really hard because we really don't know what's triggering it. I don't know why I have such a hard time being compassionate when she is driving me absolutely nuts when I know she can't help it. I know without a shadow of a doubt that she Mm. can't help it. The point is, is that there is so much, there's so much going on under the surface that we don't know we don't know. And dealing with the anxiety piece of it, which may be all of it, I don't know. It's definitely a huge piece of it think would be so powerful for people who probably feel sidelined by the fact that they just can't flip a switch and be kind, you know? I don't know. I kind of rambled, but I think you probably get my gist, <laughs> so bringing up the practical piece for me, and that mm-hmm. is what does that look like? How, mm-hmm. how, how to find our voice in a kind way when cruelty, um, the, the whatever the external circumstances are, um, we tend to go. Many of us tend to go silent, and that's not right, right. either.
4: So, right. what
5: does that look like to right. show up? Right, kind but strong, but, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, as you said that, Tammy, uh, what what popped into my head was was the book Crucial Conversations. I think it's in there where they talk about the, the that there are two extremes silence is one extreme and violence is the other extreme mm-hmm. and that violence it can be verbal and that neither is the right choice mm-hmm. neither silence nor violence mm-hmm. uh but that but that the third way um I'm, I'm trying to think, as you said, okay, it's, it's practical, and I'm a practical thinker uh, like you. And so uh, I'm trying to think of a story to illustrate it, and I'm not coming up with anything right now. Um, I, I do think there's something to this idea, though, folks, of it's okay to have personal boundaries and say, this is okay, that's not okay. And and boundaries are about limits and consequences. So so that they're, so having a consequence doesn't mean it's unkind. And and so to have boundaries, but also then to be clear about the boundaries. You know to not to not be silent and and just take it and get walked over but also okay so i don't go from silence to violence because my tendency is to be passive aggressive my tendency is to take it suck it up suck it up suck it up because that's what good christian people do right they just suck it up like jesus did on the cross jesus sucked it up so suck it up uh until i can't take sucking it up anymore and and then typically for me then i explode verbally yeah it just explodes. So can I find a way <clears throat> to manage my own anxiety? Uh, because when, when people try to bully me, John, my anxiety goes through the roof. I, you know, because, because that's my, so in faith walking language, that's my biggest vow. My biggest vow is that my dad dominated me as a kid. And I, and I want my voice to be heard. And so I get triggered around that domination. And, and so finding that third way of, okay, I don't have to give up myself and get walked on nope. or taken advantage of. And I also don't have to respond with, uh, with verbal attack or verbal violence. or, or and, and for me, this is the language I use. So rather than defending myself, I simply define myself. Mm. Okay. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. This is what I'm, I'm, I will tolerate. This is what I, I won't tolerate. I won't tolerate that. And, and, and so it comes back around for me to the idea of clarity. You know of okay, my boundaries have to be clear and and by the way, I have to be clear about my boundaries, mm-hmm. because if I'm not clear about my my boundaries then then I can't articulate them so So all of that is is me working on me. I, I hope you see all of that. It's all about me working on I've got to see and manage anxiety, I've got to understand and know what boundaries are. I've got to have the courage for my voice to be heard. Uh, so that I I don't just suck it up and take it anymore. Uh, But I'm not coming up, Tammy, with a good story to tell you right now.
5: That
3: sounds good. Angela, can I say something real quick? Um, Seven years I took care of my grandmother after my mother had passed. She had schizophrenia. And what you're feeling and all that, I experienced as well. I mean, it it was just, it was was horrible. It was horrible. And, And so you beat yourself up. You know, because you, you oh, I got to be loving and kind, but I still think some boundaries, even in those circumstances, like what Ken was saying, is, is necessary. It just has to be.
5: It's hard not to go to a place of self recrimination. Is light loathing maybe heavy? I don't know. Somewhere in between. Every time I spend time with her, I'm just, what is your problem? <laughs> you know? So, trying to learn what kindness looks like and the complexity. Of the situation,
1: and don't don't forget to be kind to yourself, Angela.
2: Right. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: I mean, there there's something I don't know what it is, and and I don't even know if I'm right, but this is what I feel. There there's something about even the desire to be kind that is kind.
0: For more information about FaithWalking, visit www.faithwalking.us. That's www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that FaithWalking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.